Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name's Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to ring in your new year with the clarion call of knowledge. <laughs> and I'm Matt Saint saying, and I'm just here to keep drinking through the new year. Uh, my new year's resolution is to drink more gin. I haven't drank enough gin, I feel like. So I'm going to go oh. ahead and g- give that the old college try. I guess a college try would be drinking shitty vodka, though. <laughs> my new year's resolution is to not overthrow my own government in support of a false political narrative. Well, you still have time for that. <laughs> <sighs> so, Wow. 2022, my friend. Yeah, 2022. It feels like a whole new year. This year is a little bare bottom baby cherubically looking over its shoulder at the desiccated corpse of 2021. Okay. Uh, I feel like in my mind, it is still like October 2019. So I have not matured in the past two years. It's like the previous 12 before it. (laughs) I think a lot of people in their 30s feel that way. Yeah. Because... You don't feel that different from your 20s. Really, I think it's just the abuse of life experience that ultimately makes somebody wake up one day and they're old. I go to bed earlier. That's what makes me feel old. Is just, <laughs> you know. Well, you know what makes me feel old? It's when I book a New Year's Eve trip to Nashville. And then uh, after the first night of this vacation, deciding while still in bed in the morning, to just book plane tickets home because fuck this shit. This is, yeah, first of all, this is, isn't this the second vacation that got ruined or squandered or cut short? Yes. That you, ta- that you talked about, at least on this podcast. <laughs> we were there for less than 24 hours before <laughs> I decided to not be there anymore. Wow. I mean, Nashville, suck it. You fu- we, we hate you. <laughs> we should- no, actually, I had. I love Nashville, ev- actually. Every single thing we did in Nashville was wonderful. So here's what happened. All right. We, we booked this vacation months ago in anticipation of life being a little bit better. The vaccines had come out. Yeah, okay. I guess Delta that. wasn't even a thing yet. Oh, wow. More or less Omicron. This was season one of of COVID. You, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I booked it at the season finale when they wrapped everything up just in case they didn't get renewed for season two. They're yeah. like, okay, we've got the vaccine. Good. Everybody happy ending. Great. And then, the, uh, and then it was so popular, people said, hey, let's do it again. Let's do another variant. Yeah. And again and again and again. Now we're stuck in Hollywood sequel hell. But <laughs> the show, we, we'd actually booked two VIP tickets to, oh. to the Proto Men New Year's Eve concert at the Exit Inn in Nashville. Okay. Uh, the Exit Inn is a longstanding music venue there. It was supposed to be their 50th anniversary party. Thanks a lot, season three of COVID. Yeah, I know. Season three sucks dick. Yeah, you, know, you know what's really sad is you know they're going to run out of new ideas by season five, and then they're still <laughs> going to go on to make a movie. They're going to run out of letters. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be the many, the many saints of COVID is going to be coming out in four years they, from now. They, yeah. They're going to do six variants in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like the name of like a Billy Crystal movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the Proto-Men are probably the world's greatest Mega Man rock opera. Wow, that's that's saying a lot. 
and one of my favorite bands. They're 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 one of my favorite rock opera troops, if you will. <laughs> no, they're one of my favorite bands. They put on an absolutely phenomenal live show. I've probably seen them close to fifteen times. Were you bummed then when you found out you're like fuck the concert's not going on? You that, that had to prime yeah. the pump of wanting to leave Nashville, but even before you went. Yeah, it was a real punch in the guts, man. I was about to say, is that a reference from there? Yeah, the only reason I know that is because not because I know the (laughs) band is because I saw your face and you're waiting for you're like, get it, get it. (laughs) Yes, Guts Guts Man is one of the robot villains from the very first Mega Man. Oh, I have. They have a robot villain. Now I I know why you love it. I'm sorry. I said Mega Man movie. I meant Mega Man video game. My apologies to all of our fact checkers out there. You know who you are. Both of them. Yeah. That's because we produce this podcast almost exclusively for uh, Maurice and Diana. Oh, actually, I have uh, a third another, listener. Another, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we did, man. A minor correction, actually, that Diana sent me that I forgot about that I just now remembered. Now that, we, <laughs> now that we're once again saying their name in vain. Uh, well, before, the, we, before we get into that, I do have to offer sure. a correction. We do have a third listener. It is Cap from Shrimp and Crits, who thinks that we're destined for great things this year. So Thanks, Cap. I appreciate the positivity. Now bring that Diana hammer down. I, it's a little bit of a bone to pick because um, you said Kim Kardashian Esquire, and she is not a lawyer yet. Uh, she just passed the uh, California mini bar or baby bar. It is not the California actual bar. I know that she's not a lawyer yet. That was a joke in mock anticipation of her newfound status as a lawyer. Uh, I will say, though, too, she has the ability to just go to space if she wants. and she wants to try to use her fame and notoriety and riches for good stuff. I have no problem. And people make fun of her. Oh, she thinks she's a lawyer. Like, well, fuck you. She got someone out of jail during the Trump administration. What the fuck did we all do? Right? We started a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I will also give Kim Kardashian full credit for using her fame in a positive way as regards to the American criminal justice system. Absolutely. Which has for a long time run kind of rough shot over uh, poor and marginalized On people. Basically everyone that doesn't look like us to two of everyone us. that yeah, doesn't look like us. With money. With money. That's true. Because Stephen Avery's definitely been to jail for murder like <laughs> twice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-huh. The first the first time he was there for for a sexual assault that he didn't commit. And now he's there for a murder that is questionable. Yeah, we'll say allegedly. We'll go ahead and throw that out there. I, I don't think we need to say alleged because he is has he convicted? been convicted. OK, well, <laughs> then well, then the state of whatever <laughs> said that he's a murderer. We can call him a murderer. But we'll see what Kim Kardashian has to say about that when she drags their ass back to court. I would be I would be thrilled to have be, to be prosecuted by Kim Kardashian. I think it would be the it'd be huge for a podcast. <laughs> well, she'd be prosecuting the prosecutor. It, uh, that would be huge for our podcast. It, it, would, it would break our Internet. So the, the Proto Men canceled their show and we were kind of up in the air. It's like, well, should we go? Should we not go? It was too short notice for us to do anything about our flights or yeah. cancel our Airbnb. So I said, you know what? We'll just go. We'll book some dinners. Yeah. We'll have a nice time and we'll do New Year's Eve in Nashville. You got there and it changed everything. <laughs> we dropped the kids off on Wednesday night at my parents. And then we drove from our house to Allentown, which is about an hour and a half. We drove there and Upon arrival, I realized I did not have my wallet <laughs> at the airport at the hotel. So we, we booked a hotel because our flight was in the morning. We booked a hotel near the airport so that we wouldn't be rushing around first thing in the morning. So I ended up waking up the next morning at 3 a.m., driving back to our house 
getting my wallet, then driving back to the hotel. Thus, not only not saving myself any time, I also managed to create three extra hours of driving during a time period where I, by all rights, should have been asleep. Man, what a great way to start a vacation. Just relaxing, just on top of the ball and everything. Uh, So by the time you got to Nashville, you're probably like, I need a vacation from this fucking trip already. We landed, we went straight to Bolton's Hot Chicken in East Nashville. All right. Got some hot chicken and an absolutely delicious uh, fried catfish sandwich. And then we met up with good friend Steve, who was actually mentioned in our last podcast. And I believe the consensus. He lives there now. Yeah, he does live there now. And I believe the consensus was fuck Steve for not listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's right. Because you know what? You know what he didn't mention while I was there? The fact that we said, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know. Yeah, we should just have a list of like our friends and say, fuck you. And when they don't reach out to us, <laughs> now we know that now they're not know. true listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had dinner that night at a spot in East Nashville that was recommended by Ian, the keeper on Shrimp and Crits. Absolutely fantastic food. Loved it. Not only did we get that great dinner recommendation, but the proto men, upon learning that our plans had kind of been shot in the foot and that we were coming from out of town, reached out to us and provided us with an exhaustive list of things to do in Nashville that are not their event. Wow, that's actually really, really cool. I mean, this was a lengthy list. They broke it down by food type, which record stores are cool. And then on top of that, at a local record shop in East Nashville, The Groove, they dropped off a, a special present for me and Aaron which I thought was absolutely amazing. They took fan service to a level far beyond anything that ever needs to happen. Yeah, for sure. I've gotten the chance to talk to these guys on on multiple occasions during smaller shows, and they are wonderfully nice in person as well as online when taking care of people. So you can check them out on their website, protomen.com. That'll have a link to their merch, tour dates, mailing list, and any sort of news or show reschedules if you happen to be going to that uh, New Year's Eve show. We'd like to thank the Proto Men for being the unofficial sponsor of this podcast. They can be the, they can be the official one if they give us some money. <laughs> they did a wonderful service for me and my wife, and yeah. it's greatly appreciated. And I feel like I squandered it a little bit because after our first night there, we were just like, you know what? We're not really comfortable with the COVID situation. The yeah. show we were going yeah. to, to is canceled. Yeah, we, we were in a position where we could sit in that Airbnb all weekend and play board games with each other or we could go home and spend time with our kids and we decided that we wanted to spend time with our kids we missed them well this is how you know that uh i am not one that's gonna have kids because i'm like man what kind of games that sounds fun as hell space base and sushi go gotcha were were, were what i carried with me to nashville gotcha okay oh but you took away so much more and that's uh half an episode for this podcast so there you go (laughs) (laughs) no i i'm I'm glad to hear about it um i'm sorry to hear that your plans got scuttled again and that this trip wasn't what you thought it'd be but it sounds like you know you're in good spirits about it i am 100 at peace with my decision okay Aaron and I are already looking forward to planning our next half vacation (laughs) so what's new for you in the new year do have a bit of an announcement uh is that on new year's eve uh elisa and i became engaged to be married can i can i clap yeah yeah i'll I'll clap i'll clap for i'll I'll clap for me too yeah man i appreciate it thank you great audio yeah yeah right (laughs) um no yeah so it's exciting you know we uh told all the family and everything and did you tell her sister she told her sisters, yeah. We told her to suck it because guess what? Now you're not the only ones on the block. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, they're, they're, oh, their whole family is nothing but nice and loving, and they've been very supportive. So I have two questions for you. Okay. One, on yeah. our last episode, 
in a in a previous episode of the show, we discussed whether or not you created this podcast to break up with your girlfriend. Oh, which was not the case, honey. Which was yeah. not the case. <laughs> which was not the case. I, I believe it was our last episode. It was our uh, Wreck the Halls episode. And now, only one episode later, did you start your podcast to get engaged to your girlfriend? I, I, I would say that they're not related at all. I think she would be horrified to learn otherwise, <laughs> to be quite frank. I did not start a, a project where I'm gone hours every week just to, just to propose to her, right? I mean, <laughs> Flip side of that coin, is it possible that, that getting engaged was the price you paid oh. for being allowed to have a podcast that takes uh, time away from her? I wouldn't characterize it as anything being paid. I am excited about the adventure. You, sir, should run for office, and the office <laughs> that you should seek is Elise's husband. Yeah, because well. <laughs> you fucking nailed that question. And if there's anybody else that's running against you, I, I assume you're running unopposed. But I if you're not, be. I, think you, I better be. <laughs> I think you just locked this one down. Well, I'm, uh, I, you know, it, I'm going to do very well in New Hampshire, if nothing else. So, yeah. <laughs> and she's from Ohio, so it always always helps to come from a swing state. As long as you've won the primary, you've won the election. It's like running for Congress in AOC's district, which is why when that video of her like. Winning the primary, she just completely lost her shit because she realized, oh, my God, I'm going to be a member of Congress because I am the Democratic nominee for this New York City district. <laughs> so, do you, yeah. do you have any idea how hard you'd have to fuck it up as the Democratic nominee in AOC's district? I think you could actually be dead and still get elected. No, like in, in, in Queens, she represents Queens, right? Yeah. To quote one of our greatest presidents of all time, self-designated. <laughs> she could probably walk out into the street and shoot somebody on Fifth as Avenue. long as that as long as that per well, I don't know about okay, on Fifth Avenue. But, but that's, as long the, as that that's person, the quote. That's the quote. As, as long as that person is a police officer, she will still get elected. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. But also, uh she has a three thousand dollar dog, AOC does, which does not sound like the socialists. <laughs> she has a French a purebred blue French bulldog. Those are thousands of dollars. You don't just get one of those. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna toss this out there. This is one of those situations where being the darling of America's liberal left might come in handy when getting a deal on a dog. Even if you get a deal on a French bulldog, what, that's $1,500? I mean, yeah. they're expensive, man. They are expensive. I, and I'm not saying she did. I have no I have no evidence to suggest that AOC's policies have been influenced by big dog. So, yeah, um, I'm happy to be engaged, though. You know, I'm happy. To, I'll be honest. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a... I was, I was you jealous of Elise. Or are you wondering, were you like, are you ever going to propose? Is that what you're going to say? No, no, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm worried that your, your new home dynamic is going to, <laughs> is going to affect our podcast relationship. Okay. I, I, we, we live together. We have a dog and a cat. Functionally, nothing is changing except for a tax write-off, right? Like we're, okay. we, 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 we are, you know, the only thing is different is we're involving the state in the, in, in our relationship. <laughs> I'm sure she'll she'll be a joy to hear me say that on the podcast, too, by the way. Like, how very romantic. It, as it is a new year, I know we're, like, in the dead-ass middle of this episode right now. <laughs> having luxuriated on the sweet, sweet nectar of my Nashville vacation and your sweet, sweet impending nuptials. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we wanted to take a moment to kind of check in with each other, really, uh, about the state of the podcast in 2020. We haven't right. done a full in 2022, year yet. In 2022. Oh, my God. Is it 2022 already? You said in 2020. And I was like, oh, my God, how long have I been asleep? Yeah. I yeah. know. It all feels the same, though. You look behind you. It's like 2020 vision. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all just 2020. <laughs> More like 2019 vision. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, now it's 2020 deuces. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Um, no, I think the podcast, um, I love doing it. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I like hanging out with my friend. I like cracking jokes. And I think we, I think we put out consistently a pretty good product, one that I'm proud to be attached to. I also am proud to be attached to it until my boss asks, in which case I'll say, I don't know. Matt Matt's, said all the bad Matt, stuff. Matt, Matt Sainsing did all that dumb shit. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, you know, um, if I can be your scapegoat, I would have done my job on this podcast. Then, you know, I'm Matt, trying to keep- Matt said he'd murder my family if I didn't do this podcast with well, him. And then I, you should have heard all the things he said about penises. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to kind of give everybody like a little bit of insight on where we're at with the podcast. We love doing it. We're going to keep doing it. Title of your porn. And, <laughs> and we need your help to help us uh, grow our audience. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, if you enjoy our show, and I, I, I know you do if you're listening to this. If you're listening to this deep, you definitely enjoy it. Tell a friend or a, a minor in your city or something like that to, just to tune in and to give us a shot. And I think that, you know, um, spread the word and it'll help us to quit our jobs and we can keep doing this full time. Yeah. And keep in mind our target audience. So if you're driving by a middle school and you see a bunch of kids outside, uh, look for the ones smoking cigarettes under the bleachers and tell them about our podcast. Look for the kid that's smoking pot and getting D's in history. That's the that's our that, <laughs> that's our niche because we don't want them to fact check all of our fucking claims that we're saying when we talk about historical <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Our our audience is very they're I mean they're smarter than we are. I'll tell you that right now. So if you see somebody getting shit on from the bleachers above. Them, oh, yeah. The Phantom Duker. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That that person that got a deuce dropped on their head. Just like 2020 deuce, my friend. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you see somebody, uh, somebody gets shit on by another human being who are who's 15, 10 to 20 feet above them. Uh, that that is the person who needs to hear about our show. Yeah. Definitely. And, if, and and the other person should get a lawyer immediately. <laughs> yeah. Because Kim Kardashian. She's available. Will, <laughs> she is available and she will explain why it was an injustice that you were arrested and identified based on the DNA inside of that corn. And then she'll sell some Pepsi or something. I don't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong Jenner. Wrong, wrong Kardashian. Jenner. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think podcast is going strong. We're going to keep doing it, but we could make it stronger. I, I think for us, our goal is to triple the downloads that we got this year, uh, if not four X the downloads. Ooh, yeah. We're not going to say what I, our numbers were, but I'll just say that I'm impressed by them. And I, I hope to grow that in the future, in the near future. This year, we got about 3000 downloads. Oh, I didn't want to tell people that, but yeah. It's, I not, just, a, like, it's, not, it's not a bad number. It's not a proprietary number. I just, uh, I just, I don't know. I, um, I don't know. No, I think we should involve people. Let let them know yeah, that that's they're, the difference they're part between of the, you and me. <laughs> they're part of, they're part of the, they're part of the story that we're telling about ourselves. Okay. You know, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you are uh, one or even two hundred of those downloads. If you're me. I was going to say, I know you do that shit. Meanwhile, you have all the master tapes. You don't have to fuck with our data at all. But you just completely, like, you still do it. Just I'm a listener. My- I'm a fan because, you know, editing the podcast is different than listening to it. Because I'll tell you I know because I listen to the podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I spend anywhere from four and a half to six hours editing each episode. So by the time I'm done. I actually kind of hate our episode. I'm like, oh, I don't know how good that was because I've heard everything that I've cut. I- I've been listening to it for six hours at that point. And that's a little bit long for an episode. Yeah. Then when I listen to the final cut of the episode, it's good. It's up it's on good. the podcasting platform. I'm usually more often than not, I-, I I find very little fault with it when I'm done. And that feels good. I have. Yeah, I'm sure. I, uh, I have a similar experience where 
uh, when I do, when, when we record doing it right now, sometimes I'm like, Oh shit. But when I listen to the end product, I'm like, wow, that's fucking good. Or it's funny. And so either you're a really good editor or we're better than we give ourselves credit for. <laughs> <laughs> and we're two mediocre white men. We, that's, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we have a podcast. Right? <laughs> no, that's a, why we have a podcast and two, why our self-esteem is so high. Exactly. Yeah. Well, society has been telling us we're, we've been great for a few hundred years now, right? A few thousand years now. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, um, I mean, yeah, I am comfortable doing this podcast too uh but i have a topic here that is anything but comfortable oh i'll do anything but (laughs) i'll do anything with but um it is hot so (laughs) this is a uh question that comes from r slash no stupid questions on reddit and if you're a new listener in the new year it is a place where even if you have a stupid question by virtue of alchemy all of the genomes get scrambled and it comes out not stupid. It's 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 magic. It's a close can, scene of magic. Can I eat my own poop? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Oh, but if you say so, that's a that's a dumb question. But if you said it on the Reddit, it would have been a brilliant one. Oh, well, so, there you go. So um, uh, hold on. I'll, I'll be right back. Yeah, type, 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 type. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you fuck something up? I did. <laughs> Are we still? Are we still going? Are we still recording? I believe yes, we are still recording. We're good. <laughs> well, it's, it's you're, you're like by nothing short of a miracle, we are still we are still rolling because you were like you're like a cat on a keyboard just smashing them with your fucking. It was mittens. a beautiful. It was a beautiful metaphor for our show in general. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. you know. So this question comes from, comes comes from user Sir Hova of Brooklyn. And oh. Sir, Sir Hova, maybe it's, maybe it's H-O-V-A, like Kanye or something like that. Um, Sir Hova asks, is there an evolutionary advantage to your butthole being able to feel spiciness? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh. this gives me an opportunity. This gives me an opportunity. We're gonna, I'm going to tackle this question in a second, but I want to put a pin in that so I can just tell you about a recent story of spicy foods that I have had, Brian. Oh. Are you familiar with the Pequi One Chip Challenge? I am familiar with it, and I'd be willing to do it. Okay, well, to, just to, just to, like we 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 talked a lot about ourselves before. Yeah. So I just want to get right down to brass tacks. I know what your next question is. Uh, yeah, get me one of them chips. I'll do it. Okay. First of all, um, I'm here to. T- I did it recently. No one should be doing this. Um, I, <laughs> uh, first of all, even if people say, "Oh, I would do it," I'm going to caution you. Not because it was so spicy. It is one of the spiciest things I've ever had in my mouth, for sure. Um, but it's bearable. What wasn't bearable, however, were the was the hour and a half afterwards where my stomach was just feeling like it was had a thousand fucking burning of a thousand suns in there. Like Elise, we both did it, and she her her stomach pain was way worse than mine. I might have had some food beforehand, which helped. And I was looking into it as we were like laying in bed dying, and it turns out. This thing can cause real fucking damage in the stomach. So I, it, no one should be doing this. They shouldn't even be selling it. And it definitely hurt on the way out. Okay. So I have a couple questions. Yeah. One, we, we've discussed your intestinal distress that it caused. Yeah. But between you and Elise, I suspect Elise probably handled it better. We've discussed her spicy, her ability to withstand Tolerate. spice. Yeah. yeah. She, um, she, she handled the spice level uh, much better than I did, but her stomach hurt way more than, than, than my did. The mine all did. right. So it all comes out in the wash. She's a, she's a, she's a juggernaut. Cannot be stopped by spices. Is that what a juggernaut is? Is it the definition of a juggernaut? I don't think so. Well, what's the definition of a juggernaut? Someone who is like good in all things. 
right? I, I would assume. What, what do you think the root of juggernaut is? Like, like I, a juggler. I, well, no, I think it would have to do with boats because uh, nautis from the Greek for sailor or boat. A juggernaut is a huge, powerful, and overwhelming force or or institution. So you're not that far off, but it has nothing to do with uh, spiciness or anything like that. So unstoppable. I, 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 I would have to. I would have to believe that the etymology here has to do with with juggling from jesters, no, <laughs> from juggalos, from the. It would have to, be, have to be a big boat. Actually, fun, fun, funny thing. I looked at the etymology of juggernaut. And it is an idea, custom, fashion, et cetera, that demands either blind devotion or merciless sacrifice. But the knot is not from the the Greek nautis. Uh, the original use was a huge wagon bearing an image of the god Krishna uh, that was drawn annually in a procession. Apocryphally, devotees allowed themselves to be crushed under its wheels in sacrifice. It's an appropriation likely coming to us through the British Raj of a misinterpretation of a local Indian custom. All right, well, I'm glad that we sat through that lecture together. <laughs> um, no, yeah, uh, it is, um, I, no one should be doing the one chip challenge and it absolutely hurt going out, coming in. And so this question really piqued my interest. Um, and, you know, I looked into it and, you know, jalapenos, chili peppers, other spicy foods, you know, I love them. Uh, they taste delicious. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yep, but there, it's not always a pleasant feeling when it hits the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, many people, not all people. That's why I try to poop extra hard to get the splashback to cool it oh, off. God. Well, you know, she, that's why I butt chug milk. It really helps the situation. So I don't know if there's an evolutionary advantage to having a butthole that can taste spicy, but there is an evolutionary advantage to being able to drop a big fat plunker. What's the advantage of that one? People think you're super hot, bigger, want to fuck no, you? No, bigger, bigger splash when the, when the duker hits the toilet. Well, and what's the advantage? You splash your butthole and cool it off. What's the okay? The, 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 how does that help you procreate? What's the evolutionary uh, advantage? The evolutionary advantage of having a butthole that can with that that can self cool a, 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 a self cooling butthole. <laughs> yeah, having a self cooling butthole. What, what's what's but what's the what? You don't understand the question. How does that help to spread your genes? Um, because I'm not screaming on the toilet. Okay, well, um, because there's nothing there's nothing less attractive to a woman. Than a man who's screaming, <laughs> screaming in pain on the toilet. Oh yeah, and if there's one thing I know about women, it's how much they love self-cooling assholes like myself. Look, <laughs> if we're going to talk about the evolutionary advantages of having a having a, a butthole that can taste spicy, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so spicy. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Spicy foods they get their heat from a chemical compound called capsaicin, uh, and when you ingest capsaicin. Uh, it binds to the TRPV1 receptor, uh, which, which lo- like a lock and key, this compound touches with this receptor to create the heat sensation. This receptor is all over your nervous system and your dig- digestive tract, and it's around your anus. So, which is why your pee-pee can hurt when you touch spicy foods and then touch oh, your pee-pee. Yep, I've done that before too. Yeah, um, and the corners of your eyes, like your eyes, can taste spicy. When I, whenever I touch my dick to the corners of my eyes, it tastes spicy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> but it's only after eating these spicy chips that happens. I wonder what happens there. No, um, if you eat really spicy food and you get that and you got that Dorito dust on your fingies, do you oh, call yeah. special forces to help you pee. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh god that will um, always be one of my favorite stories on this podcast is uh of when god, i call two I, green berets to come <laughs> shimmy down my just my fucking my prism made of rock it was just like <laughs> and it, 
like, I mean, see, I mean, it was like it was like the hardest my dick's ever been, and it was not comfortable. It hurt so bad. I Can you imagine a- if you had spicy fucking uh, talky fingers? <sighs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Maybe I won't have to imagine. Maybe we should actually do this. <laughs> um, I, I do not want to. I do not want to get on a video uh, with you where we eat talkies and touch our penises, Matt. <laughs> we can call it talky talk. All right, <laughs> t- tell me t- more about spicy buttholes. <laughs> Taki Cock Talk. Hi, welcome to Taki Cock Talk. I got a real barn burner here. No, um, so capsa- <laughs> the capsaicin, when you eat, it gets digested. But not all of it gets digested, right? So when you eat a hot pepper, not only do you experience the burn in your mouth, but when you poop, since there are TRVP1 receptors in your anus, you fucking feel the heat. Not everyone feels this. I definitely do. And I definitely did after eating the one chip challenge. Capsaicin is bonding with that receptor, which exists all over your body. So the, the, so the receptor itself is not designed necessarily to taste spicy food, but it does experience it as a nervous sensation. And it's sending a warning to your body. Hey, don't eat this. From what I understand about taste is that shape really matters. And the shape of this molecule fits perfectly into the shape of this receptor. Um, and, and, and it's the, it's the chemicals that create this heat sensation, right? So exactly. That's all of your digestive tract, which is why I probably burned in my fucking stomach because your stomach was just like, Jesus Christ, get this out of you right now. What are you doing to us? You know? Um, and same thing on the way coming out. It's just, you know, your your it's just your body safe saying, Hey man, something's not right. So is this an evolutionary advantage or is it an evolutionary coincidence? I yeah, so exactly. I think non-biologists look at phenomena of our bodies and just always assume something has to have some sort of um, reason. But not everything really has to fucking have an advantage, right? There's something called co-evolution. You know, we have mm-hmm. an, we have we have an appendix. What's the evolutionary advantage of having a like an organ that no that humans no longer have? Now, if there was some reason why being able to taste spiciness in your butt made it so you were able to live and other people. So like, let's say these peppers were fucking somehow they're going to kill you and your ass is able to say, Hey, uh, actually you need to stop eating these. Yeah. So it'd be evolutionarily, evolutionarily advantageous to rub your food against your butthole before putting it in your mouth. Well, you can just eat it. Your butt, your butt will tell you too, you know? Well, well, uh, what I'm saying is that if, if it was a warning system, if for as to work as an evolutionary advantage, it would have to stop you from dying. So well, I would the, say that the tasting the, it in your mouth would tasting it in your mouth would be then because you was, you could spit it out. Uh, yeah, I guess you could spit it out too. Okay. So, but I know, like the idea. I like the idea. Of, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know you like the idea of rubbing peppers in people's butts. I know you don't have to tell me. <laughs> All right, my profile name on FetLife.com oh. is <laughs> it, it is P- Pepper Boy. <laughs> my, my my name on FetLife.com is Peter Pepper. You're the only person I've heard FetLife from, which makes me think like you're are you actually are on this. Like, no, it's something thing. I heard about on the Horizon Room Six. Apparently, ah. Kalia is active on there. Because she likes the forthrightness of it all. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Go listen to the Whores in Room 6. Fantastic show. You know, listen to the Whores in Room 6. Listen to the Proto Men. Listen to Shrimp and Crits. Oh, and listen, also listen to listen our to show. Us, which you're already doing. people to listen to our show. Please. Because you just learned a lot about spicy buttholes. For free, people. For free. Well, not forever. Eventually, we will have to charge. <laughs> have a Patreon, yeah. Well, th- th- so that is the story of the spicy butts. I, uh, you know, it's an interesting question, um, and it gives me an opportunity t- to warn people about this one chip challenge. I'm telling everyone right now: do not do it. If save yourself from the stomach pain. Yeah, and speaking of flaming assholes on the internet. <laughs>
I did have one more topic. Typically, we don't really get into the whole YouTube scene, and we don't generally get into religion. I think we've both been pretty forthright about our religious views. You and I are both atheists, but not in the militant. I just got to comment on that variety. Uh, because what other people believe, like unless it's starting to impact my life, really doesn't bother me all that much. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. I definitely have my own personal views about it, but uh, I'm, I'm not an asshole when it comes to people uh, having faith as long as it's as long as you're not actively hurting people. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much OK with whatever you want to get down with. I, I just don't have a dog in, a, in the fight. That said, the Internet is full of religious and atheist douchebags hashing it out nonstop ad nauseum. And I, <laughs> I happened to click on a, uh, on a video because somebody that I knew uh, retweeted it. And it's this guy, Dr. Frank Turek, who is uh, a Christian <clears throat> apologist who frequently debates with atheists. And the title of the video was atheist storms out after refusing to give an argument. The atheist is insisting that the argument is being framed the wrong way, that atheists don't need to produce evidence and then Dr. Turek rebuts that with an analogy. And I thought the analogy was so interesting that I did actually want to talk about it on the show because okay. it's not necessarily rooted in the conflict of is there a God? Is there not a God? What is the nature of God? It's just, is this a good analogy? And uh, for your benefit, Matt, I'm going to play it right now. Thank you. If uh, I'm a detective and atheist Michael Shermer is a detective and we come on a dead body, and I say, okay, I'm looking at all the evidence here. I think candidate X did it. And Michael Shermer says, no, candidate X did it. Or didn't do it. That's, that's the wrong, that's the, that's, he's not the murderer. And I say, okay, who is the murderer then? And he says, well, I just lack a belief that your guy's the murderer. Is he a good detective? No. Shooting down my suspect isn't enough. If he's a good detective, he has to give reasons as to why candidate Y is the murderer, not just to say that your guy is the wrong guy. That's all I'm saying, Scott. My first thing I would say is that um, he's making the claim. He doesn't realize that he's making a claim that person X is God here. And like, well, that, that's just it. He's providing this analogy where the murder is the centerpiece and we're trying to figure out who done it. Uh, and in the theological debate, it's who done it is God. The murder is, of course, uh, I don't know, all those starving children. First of all, calling God a murderer can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, instead of this, instead of debating the formation of the universe and existence, we're just saying, OK, we have a body here that is unquestioning. Like yeah. the universe exists. We observe that it. Body, yeah. That yeah. body exists. And then the detectives in this case would be people and a, a religious apologist. And an atheist, the religious apologist says, I know who did it. It was that guy over there. And then the atheist guy goes, no, 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 no. I don't think you have sufficient evidence yeah, to say that yeah. that person is the murderer. And then when confronted, say, well, who do you think the murderer is? I don't have a suspect. Well, that's a terrible argument. If your argument is we should send a suspect to jail because they're the best suspect we have, not necessarily because we have evidence that they committed the murder, that's a problem. <laughs> well, also, one thing that kind of throws out the window is every he reaches into the, the, the divine to explain why the universe is here. You don't have to do that when you're talking about a dead body. So, like, because you don't have to claim any supernatural properties, someone killing someone isn't 
beyond the realm of possibilities. If you find a dead body, oh, someone or something had to have killed it, right? Um, I've heard a similar argument from Christians. You know, when, when I see a painting, I know that there's a painter. When I see a can of Coke, I know that someone had to make this can of Coke. So when I see the world and all of God's creation and beauty, I had to have known in my heart of hearts that something made that. That's just using our understanding of how we create stuff and extrapolating that to everything we know of science and physics and, and observation and philosophy and everything. He's trying to put a round peg in a square hole. So you think any sort of analogy in that context is going to be too small? I think the analogy falls apart because, first of all, he doesn't realize that, like, when you say, oh, Canada X did it, that's a claim. And you have to have evidence for that. He doesn't. Yeah. And I think I think putting it in the context of an actual criminal act is kind of important also, because if our justice system worked with, well, who do we so and so says they think they did it It's like, okay, I guess they go to jail now. Yeah. That's not that's not how it works. You have to actually prove the, things in court. Beyond a reasonable of doubt to a jury of 12 people. Yeah. So I, I think that the analogy itself breaks down pretty quickly. And I think it's bad. And it breaks my heart that it got applause after he said it. Was this at like Oral Roberts University or Liberty University I, or something like that? It would almost have to be. I'm not entirely sure. I know it's uh, it's at a place with enough money to spring for a whiteboard and okay. <laughs> not state funded. <laughs> <laughs> Canada X did it. OK, well, what's your what's your evidence for that? Because a detective would have that. This person. Hey, well, doesn't, that's, that's you know? just it. I, I think there's a history in our country of the detective not having that. And that's why Kim Kardashian needs to become a <laughs> fucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's an interesting thought. Um, it doesn't really. It's, it's not hitting like he thinks it does. I'll say that. Yeah. You know? But you know what does hit? The soft, soft tunes of Rick Reynolds. Who, by the way, is also entering 2022 with the rest of us with a good old-fashioned American New Year. I think that's a sacrifice Rick made when he immigrated to our great country. He gave up being one of the first people in the world to experience a new year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You Australia, know, uh, Australia's New Year happens around noon our time on New Year's Eve. There were flights that took off uh, after midnight that landed in Los Angeles before the New Year. Those people got to have two New Year's. They got to get drunk twice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's kind of cool, right? But still not as cool as the song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify. Where else do you find music these days? On the Internet. You know. Have you checked, <laughs> have you, have you checked your butthole? Um, <laughs> twice since we started recording. I've been real quiet about it. <laughs> But turns out the spiciness levels are just fine. No, yeah, we're also... I I will say that the spice level of Rick Reynolds' voice is absolutely perfect. Just the right amount of spice. Just imagine the right amount of capsaicin to bind with my anal receptors. (laughs) Maybe we won't say that part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're RecuPod. We're social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We have a Facebook listener group and a like page. Make sure you're following along. And please uh, share... Don't keep us a secret. You know, let your friends and family know, if appropriate, they'll tune into us and we would greatly appreciate it. Did you say rate us five stars? Because if you said rate us five stars, rate I want us to five stars. Yep. Rate, us, rate us five stars on every platform, unless the star system on your platform only goes to four, in which case rate us four stars. But everybody else go to five. Yeah. Uh, if, if, as many stars as possible. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I want you to capture every star in the nighttime sky and put it into your review. And then, and then put that in your butthole. <laughs> and then put that in your butthole. You can also find us on the Cast Junkie Discord server where we have a podcast channel that is just wanting for your chatter. 
Come there and ask us questions about the show, make topic suggestions, and just generally have a good time discussing all this fantastic content that we've been putting out for you for the last eight months and we'll be putting out to you for the next 80 years. I promise you that. <laughs> and I'm not one to break a promise. I will live forever just to continue doing this show. Yeah, this is the kind of guy that has his wedding ring and tattoo is how, ser- so how seriously he takes promises. So <laughs> Yeah, and I hate spending money. <laughs> uh, well, joke's on me. I'm literally about to go pick out a wedding band right when I, after we, we get done recording this. So, you know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens tattoos, there. Tattoos are cheaper, man. Yeah, maybe I, I think, should look into that. Yeah. I think Aaron and I, we got our, we got our wedding rings tattooed on. I think it costs something like $400. <sighs> All for right. both of our rings. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? I can never get in trouble for losing it. <laughs> if you lose it, there's been a real big issue. There's yeah. Been, if, yeah. I, if I go to my wife and say, I lost my wedding ring, she'll say, which hospital are we going yeah, to? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it is really tattooed on his finger, folks. Yeah. So if you want to send us email or any kind of feedback, we're wreckyourpod at gmail.com. Please send us, send us all your best fish content. Uh, I want to take a look at any kind of interesting shit about fishes. Well, maybe we'll talk about it on the Okay, I thought, I thought you might have been talking about the band because, you know, you oh, do every like- now and again partake. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never been a fish fan. Unlike Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, by the way. He's a huge fish fan. I've never met a fish fan that I, like, truly connected with, but I've also never met a fish fan that I absolutely hated. They yeah. generally seem to be nice people. Okay. Sounds about right. So if between now and next week you find yourself hovering above that share button, wondering whether you should spread that post, explaining that the new fad diet is tasting with your butthole first... And you don't have time to wait for our next episode, we encourage you to go online and check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Or your butthole. We or your butthole. Are <laughs> united, but we're so far apart.